It's time for the Minnesota WorkComp Connection. Legal experts in the Minnesota workers' compensation industry talking about all things related to navigating and litigating claims in the workers' compensation system in Minnesota. Sponsored by the law firms of Brown and Carlson PA and Motaz and Sisk. Nothing in this podcast should be considered legal advice. Each case is different and you should consult with an attorney about anything you learn about on this podcast. Please consult with an attorney at either of our firms if you have questions relating to your claim. Now on to the show. Welcome everybody. My name is Eric Hayes from the law firm of Brown and Carlson. Uh, today I have with me Jerry Sisk from the law office of Motaz and Sisk. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, good morning. How you doing, Eric? Good. Today we're going to talk about the dichotomy between the employer and the injured worker. But before we do that, Jerry, why don't you just take a couple of minutes and introduce yourself and your firm? Sure. Well, thanks, Eric. I first want to uh, thank you for uh, uh, agreeing to, to do this and, and setting it up. I think this is a great idea for uh, for a podcast uh, regarding Minnesota workers' compensation and educating people. Um, part of my job uh, as, a, as a lawyer, uh, and I've been practicing for about 20 years now, doing workers' compensation is, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm an educator, uh, educating injured workers, educating parties who are involved in this system uh, about their rights, and, and everybody has different rights, and I think that's the interesting dialogue that we're going to have today about um, how, how everybody within the system, you know, has their own role and how it affects everyone. But, um, but you would ask me, you know, what do I, uh, a little bit about me, um, you know, I, I practice uh, representing claimants uh, in injured work or and injured workers uh, in workers' compensation matters. Um, I've been practicing at Motaz and Sisk and been a partner for several years now. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do this podcast with you. Great. Well, I'll introduce myself as well. Again, my name is Eric Hayes. I work at the law firm of Brown and Carlson. Uh, we are uh, a firm that practice, practices almost exclusively in the defense of workers' compensation. So on the opposite side of the aisle is you, Jerry. Uh, we defend employer and insurers against workers' compensation claims brought uh, by injured workers. Uh, Brown & Carlson is a firm that continues to grow. Uh, currently, we have about 32 attorneys. And um, again, we focus almost exclusively in the defense of workers' compensation. And it's a, a good thing that you said you looked at yourself as being an educator uh, to your clients. And I think uh, not, only, not only for myself, but the other attorneys at my firm, I think we look at ourselves as, as a resource for employers and insurers to help them navigate litigation when it arises surrounding a uh, workers' compensation claim. So uh, this is our first episode. Uh, of course, we're going to focus on the dichotomy between the employer and the injured worker. Um, but the, the name of this podcast is the Minnesota Workers' Compensation Connection. Uh, the, our law firms have joined together uh, to produce podcasts periodically uh, to help those in the industry navigate and um, just learn more about the Minnesota Workers' Compensation system. Yeah, and I, th- I think this is a great idea. I think it's, um, it's, uh, it's something, it's a, like you said, a resource, a resource for those uh, who just want more information and uh, to kind of get both sides of it. Because oftentimes we, we don't always see the same side of that coin, but uh, but a lot of times we can agree on 
uh, a lot of things uh, and uh, and things that you know um, need improvement on things that are done well and things that you know maybe just just plain old suck you know so uh, yeah I'm excited for this yeah me too uh, let's jump right into it and talk about uh, kind of the differences or the the struggle between the employer and the injured worker you Jerry as representing injured workers uh, what do you see some of the struggles being uh, when they have to navigate uh, a workers' compensation claim in the state of Minnesota? Yeah, you know, and this was an interesting topic when we when we initially brought it up. Um, it's uh, you know, there's always this constant struggle that I feel uh, that once an injured worker has an injury, um, you suddenly have this strife in between employer uh, and employee, and primarily it's because you you start interjecting. Um, all new people, you know, now suddenly an injured worker has to deal with a medical provider, an adjuster, HR, um, and, you know, their pay may be interrupted. Uh, there's uncertainty and injuries uh, as to what's going to happen next. And so um, people, people get scared um, and nervous and just scared of, uh, scared of the unknown. And, you know, the same is true, I think, with uh, employers, you know, having done defense work prior to representing injured workers uh, and coming from a uh, small uh, family business where, you know, my, my father, first first moment that I uh, kind of became aware of workers' compensation, it was a guy who slipped on a pickle um, at, at my dad's restaurant. And, uh, you know, my, my dad's first impression was that this guy's trying to sue him and was, you know, faking it and, and making this up. And so, um, you know, I think the insurance companies have done a good job to kind of establish um, this malingering, this faking, this, you know, it's, it's those bad apples that are pretty easy to point out. And because of that, I, I think it creates this, you know, this in, interesting uh, dynamic between employer and employee. And, you know, and, I, and I'm sure you'll talk about it here, you know, shortly, but, you know, the employer, you know, they get, they get nervous, they're scared, you know, because they don't know, you know, are they going to lose their business? Are they going to have to pay thousands of dollars, you know, or, you know, what about this employee? Now, do we have to try to find work for them? We don't have it. Now it's going to be costly, expensive. So yeah, it's, it's, um, there's, there's, there's definitely this interesting dynamic um, yeah, that, that needs to be dealt with, um, and, uh, something to be addressed. So, you know, so I, I guess I pose the same thing to you, Eric, what do you see as the, um, the, this dichotomy between employee and employer? Yeah, I heard you use the word interruption, Jerry, and I think that that is applicable, not only on the claimant side, like you said, their pay could be interrupted, their life is interrupted, uh, when they, become injured at work. Uh, but the same thing is true for the employer uh, because uh, their business is interrupted. And what I hear oftentimes from employers is that they just want their business to run smoothly and they want to put the workers' compensation claim behind them. Of course, they have uh, the best interests of the injured worker in mind and they want them to be okay. Uh, but they're in the business of, of whatever they're in the business of doing whether it's a manufacturing business or an office setting, uh, it creates an interruption that they aren't anticipating and sometimes they don't know how to address. And so that's one of our jobs is to help them navigate 
that process, especially when they're going through it for the first time. Because uh, like you say, they believe that uh, somebody might be making up that they were injured or that they're going to be paying a bunch of money to resolve this workers' compensation claim. And so uh, that's where we come in to educate them, to help them understand that um, this is hopefully not going to be too big of an interruption on the business uh, and uh, set their minds at ease that you know there are steps that you can take to help this process go more smoothly and help them um, get through the litigation process and, and come out on the other side, uh, hopefully for the better. Uh, a lot of employers, I think they think of workers' compensation claims as a headache. It's something that they don't want to deal with. Uh, not only do they have concerns about the well-being of the injured worker, uh, but presumably that injured worker did something important for the company. They had a role. And so now they have to figure out, well, how do they, how do they fill that role? Uh, how do they uh, make sure that that shift goes smoothly without that person in place if the person is, is unable to work for some period of time. And so, um, you know, I, I think that you're right. There is sometimes a struggle between an injured, an injured worker and an employer uh, because automatically whenever there's a claim made, it seems as though that there has to be uh, some sort of adversarial um, position that people take. Not always. Of course, some claims... Uh, many claims uh, go very, very smoothly and they don't become adversarial. But I think that um, the way the system is set up, it, it seems to kind of play into, um, you know, w one side against the other. And it makes people uncomfortable. Well, don't you think that um, it starts off with understanding what workers' compensation actually is? And, and what role it plays. Like I said, I mean, I gave the example of my you know, father who felt that he was being sued directly. And I have employees who value their employer so much that they don't want to sue. And because they feel like they're suing the employer, that they're going to harm this small business that's going to affect others, you know, and they feel bad. They feel terrible that they have to do this. And so again, Part of that is educating them that this is insurance and it's insurance that under Minnesota workers comp, you know, well, under Minnesota law, you're required to have workers compensation insurance. And it's just like any insurance, right? You drive your, your vehicle, you, you got to have insurance and you have it there when something bad happens. And um, I, I think in part, it's that it's that understanding because you know, what, what I see from, at least from an, you know, an injured worker perspective is that the employer doesn't value the employee and maybe they do, maybe, maybe they're scared. Maybe they're nervous. Maybe they don't know how to interact with that injured employee. But, you know, if you're on the other side, you're not getting a call. You're not being, you know, you're suddenly now under scrutiny for everything that you're doing uh, you know, you've interjected now HR and the boss and your supervisor. Um, you know, again, it, it becomes a, a situation where they feel it's a hostile environment. And now suddenly, is this a place that I want to go back to work or that I can go back to work? Um, and, and, and that's something that I think all these parties that are involved you know, have to have a complete and, and good understanding for it. And I think it starts in part with, with us, you know, as attorneys educating our clients, right, and letting them know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as attorneys, I think sometimes it's lost on us that 
when an injured worker hires an attorney and then there's this notice of appearance or letter of representation that goes out, uh, that's often times when the defense attorney is retained. Uh, that happens to me on a, a daily basis. I'll get a file referral after the claimant's attorney serves a letter of representation. And oftentimes it comes to the surprise of the employer. Um, they thought everything was okay. They thought things were being taken care of. And then all of a sudden somebody hired an attorney. And that doesn't mean anybody's doing anything wrong or making a mistake, but it tends to escalate the situation uh, and make people nervous and um, think that, well, if everything was going smoothly, why, are, why is the injured worker hiring an attorney? But you're absolutely right, Jerry. It comes down to good communication, right? And so that's one of the things that I try to provide my clients is good communication to explain the process and allow them that sometimes there are options in how we navigate these claims. And I want to allow them to make the best decision for them within uh, the legal requirements set out in the yeah. statute. And, and, and I think that's, and, and that's good advice. Um, because studies have shown that if you can get an injured worker back to work for the same employer, they've got a better opportunity of success. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it's, you know, the, you know, it's, it's already been, you know, poisoned or it's just not going to be a successful uh, resolution by bringing, you know, that injured worker back. But, you know, in many cases it is. And especially if it's a, you know, an employee that you've, you know, that's a good valued uh, employee, you know, you know, I've had clients who are, you know, 30 years, 40 years, they're valued and suddenly they have an injury and now they feel like, you know, the, they've already got a foot out the door and the employer is trying to get them out. And so I, I think oftentimes, like you said, it's the escalation part of it. Um, and, and I've told, I've told people, and I use the term rock the boat, you know, by, you know, if you're going to get me involved, regardless of whether you want to or not, there's going to be a rock the boat factor. I mean, because suddenly now the employer thinks, oh my gosh, I'm being sued because they've got an attorney. Like you just said, hey, it escalates it. It just, it just does, right? Lawyering up, suddenly it just brings this, you know, this feeling. So, you know, part of it is, you know, how do you, you know, how do you take this and bring it all back together and kind of calm the seas per se so that way, you know, you can fulfill that objective, which, you know, in any situation, right, for an injured worker is, hey, you know, heal them up, get them as, you know, get them into a position where, you know, they're, you know, they're good. Um, and then finding a way to, to bring them back, you know, to work. Uh, so there, there's value in that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that should be, you know, part of our job and goal. And Sometimes, sometimes that line is sometimes um, thinned out a little bit, but, but I do think that if, you know, if the parties understand that objective and that goal and really work hard to do that, um, you know, and that's, part of, and that's part of all these players, right, that we have involved, whether it's vocational rehabilitation such as QRCs, you know, our doctors, medical professionals, you know, attorneys, adjusters, you know, all of which are, are, are there to you know, to move this proverbial ball forward, which is, you know, getting the injured worker, you know, better and getting them back to work. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I find my clients feel a lot better um, when I explain the process to them and uh, highlight for them what the 
the road signs are going to be. You know, how much time do we have to file an answer to a claim petition, for example, if it's filed? Or uh, what to expect during the discovery process? Who's going to have to step up and maybe provide a deposition? Um, what kind of information we're going to need to process the claim? I find that uh, the, their, uh, their, their nerves are soothed, I guess, once you kind of explain, look, there's a process in place. This is why we have the process in place. And uh, more times than not, here's the here's going to be the outcome. And I think that uh, that's part of the good communication that we try to provide our clients is is uh, some uh, road signs so that they know where we are in the process and know what to expect in the future. Do you ever ask or you know inquire from the employer? Hey, have you checked in on the employee? Have you seen how they're doing? You know, have you checked in to see how they're feeling? You know, how did their surgery go? You know, anything like that? Do I ask that? Do I ask that as yeah. the employer? Yeah. Do you, do you know, is, is that one of the things that you ever discuss is to say, hey, you know, is, have you done that? Because they can, right? I mean, yeah. they're not, they're not, you know, they're not you or me, you know, calling like you, you can't call the employee and ask them, right? Because, you know, he or she is represented, but, you know, the employer obviously can. Yeah. You know, oftentimes yeah. I don't. I do not uh, advise my clients or, or or suggest that my clients connect with the employee sure. in that way. Um, they are a represented party, uh, usually, because when I'm involved, there's usually litigation. And, you know, I, I think we want to treat them uh, as valued members of, of the community and, and of the uh, employer if they are still working on a day-to-day -day basis, not treat them any differently. Um, but generally, no, that's not my experience that um, there's a lot of connection or discussion going on between the employee and the employer. See, and that's such an interesting point because, again, you know, the, the idea I'm, I'm, I'm assuming is, hey, don't talk to them because afraid of saying the wrong thing, afraid of, you know, stepping on toes of you know, the uh, employees or the injured workers attorney or however it may be. But that's, that right there goes a long way. I mean, throughout this process. I mean, in terms that, that the employer actually shows that they care. Because guess what? I mean, the employee got injured doing a service for the employer. You know, it's, it's as if, you know, you're working with your, you know, your, your dad, you know, and you get injured there and your dad doesn't say anything to you, Right. You know, doesn't mention anything, doesn't say, hey, I'm sorry, or hey, how you feeling, or whatever. You'd be pretty sad that your dad or loved one didn't say anything to you, right? Well, I think the same is true as with injured workers, is that they often feel tossed aside because of that. And I think our system is faulty in many respects because of that, because they're, like we just talked about, not, not doing that little thing, not doing that little bit, um, I think does, you know, f far more harm than good. Um, now, again, it's, it's a, it's a sensitive topic, right? Because it requires, you know, actually, you know, having, you know, an employer or someone reach out, talk to them and just say, Hey, how you doing? You know, how you, and I can tell you in situations where that's happened, um, it's gone a long way, you know, where someone visits somebody in the hospital um, somebody talks to them, 
you know, just calls them. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, because then that, that employee feels valued and feels like they can get, you know, they can get back to work and it helps versus they don't want me. There's no way, you know, why should I even bother type attitude? So, yeah, it, I mean, and it's interesting. So you're yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so you're suggesting that improved communication can sometimes go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think it's both ways, right? I mean, I, th I think it's same from an injured worker too. I mean, in terms of communicating mm -hmm. and working with saying, Hey, you know, these are the issues that I'm having. Right. I mean, you know how, you know, sometimes you have an injured worker who, you know, may be doing a light duty job, um, and isn't really open about the difficulties that they're having with it. And suddenly you read a report or a medical mm -hmm. note and you're like, they never told us, you know, they never, they never told me that they were having issues. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not saying that this is perfect, right? I mean, we know that <laughs> this system is by f is far from being perfect, uh, as there's a lot that can be improved on. But I, I think even though that there's a lot to be improved on, doesn't mean that we, you know, give up, right? I mean, I, I think it's always there's always a better way to do it, uh, and, and finding that way in terms of dealing with the system. So, um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I, I think this is a you know by far interesting topic and something we're not going to cover in our, you know, in our, in our podcast here, but it, but it's good to touch on and for us to at least kind of have this discussion because, you know, these are things that we deal with every day, right? Every, every injured worker, yeah. every case is something like this. So I think the, the uh, suggestion is good. And when you look at the topic, the, the struggle between the dichotomy between the employer and the injured worker uh, maybe there are maybe there are um, strides that can be made to improve um, that struggle just by using common sense, good communication skills. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. Boy, I'm excited. If this is you know are the topics we're going to be addressing as we as we move forward here, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some deep discussions. We're gonna have some at least really good discussions. I think may get a little heated though. You yeah. know. Jerry, it's so fun to embark on this podcast journey with you. What most of our listeners don't know is that you and I were law school roommates about 20 years ago. It's amazing to think uh, how much time has passed, but it is certainly fun yeah. To, yeah. to think about doing this new adventure, this podcast with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really scary when you start thinking about it, how, how, uh, how time just flies by here. Uh, you know, where you and I were, were roommates and, you know, you and I, I mean, it, it's funny that we're both on, you know, other sides right now, considering our competitiveness, you know, in law school. Now, while we, we both went to two different law schools, we roommated together, but I think we competed in almost anything and everything, right? I mean, it was um, from racquetball to uh, video games. Yeah, definitely uh, good memories. Uh, we both have a competitive spirit. I do remember our, our times living together and playing video games. Uh, and yeah, I mean, if you're going to run, I'm just going to run a little bit faster because that's, that's, I want to beat you. So it's fun to put our competitive minds together and uh, embark on this podcast. I don't know how much I can run now. You know, I, I can run. It's the stopping that really, you know, right. that's, that's the problem. So um, but you know, you, what people don't know is also that you're, you know, you stay in shape. I mean, you're a, you're a, you're a volunteer firefighter in, in addition to a lot, you know, a, a lawyer. So, 
uh, yeah, thank you. Th- you know, I should thank you for for doing that. Well, you're uh, welcome. That's, thank you for your that's very kind. That's, uh, that's incredible. Uh, but I am excited to put our competitive uh, uh, attitudes together on this podcast, and it's going to be fun. Yep, it'll be fun. Thank you for listening to Minnesota WorkComp Connection. If you have any questions related to your claim, reach out to the law firm sponsoring the show, Brown and Carlson PA and Motaz and Sisk. Until next time.